Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. Jackie Campbell uh, traveling this weekend. Corey, tell us a little bit about yourself. What brought you to Campbell & Company Wealth Advisors and CPAs? Well, I am here with Campbell & Company now about a year and a half and came from originally New York where I worked with a lot of public sector employees on their retirement plans. Continued that down here and kind of came to Campbell & Company basically because of the approach they take with people. Uh, we didn't talk about what kind of products can you sell, what can you talk somebody into doing. This is really a great office that you know, puts clients first, and the way that Jackie has set up the sort of conversational planning method that we have was really appealing to me, and the fact that we do the tax uh, end of it on top of it was appealing to. So I, I know that she's got a great reputation here, and uh, it's just something I wanted to be a part of. Great, proud member of the family, and you can meet Corey, Monica, Jackie, the entire team online at mykimbellandco.com. I saw an article that made me think of you because the article was simply titled, There Are Some Questions You Need to Ask Your Financial Advisor. And and Monica, what is the business model and what are the goals of Campbell mm-hmm. & Company? You know, our goals started and it, and it definitely changed over the last 30 years. You know, a little bit about Campbell & Company is that we are a wealth management financial advisory firm. However, our roots started over almost 30 years ago as tax professionals. But when we wanted to help our clients, you know, we're held to a fiduciary standard. And what that means is that we have to keep your best interest in mind. We didn't need to be legally tight, you know, assigned that to do that. That's always been our motto at Campbell & Company. But we wanted to help people beyond the tax, which is an important thing. I mean, once you write that check to Uncle Sam, it's gone. But it was frustrating us that, you know, advisors were not discussing the tax implications at the time of their decisions and really looking at that bird eye, that 10,000 foot view for our business owners and people that were near in, the, in that retirement red zone. So our model and our goals at Campbell & Company is to see you going through near and if you're already in retirement, we're going to ask you questions you're probably not used to being asked. We looked way beyond, like Corey mentioned, we look beyond the products that you're in. We don't look at anything as products. We listen. What are your needs? What are your goals? Where are you at? And we look at five pillars of retirement. We see to make sure that your income is there. Cash is king. What happens after you retire, after you get that last paycheck? You know, do you have that guaranteed stream of income coming in where you're not going to worry about what the market's doing? We also look at your investments. How are you invested? Are you taking the right amount of risk? Are you taking too much risk? We have a risk analyzer right on our website at My Campbell and Co. that you do a small assessment and you can see you get a score from zero to 100 to see where you fall in that risk number. And then we take a look at your investment portfolio and make sure that that's aligned with how you emotionally feel about risk. Then we're going to talk about, of course, that dreaded were taxes and how that timeline and it's really important when do you dip into different buckets of money what can we do now can we put money into tax-free buckets then of course we're going to make sure you're covered for health and looking at long-term care planning and that you have your estate plan in order we're not attorneys but we will take a look at that just to make sure that you know beneficiaries are designated and that you have things you know aligned that are reach your goal so really that's our ultimate goal is to educate you by asking the right questions, seeing where you're at so that you can make the best decisions possible. And we are your trusted advisor along the way. Okay, Corey, I've got a question for you. 
Yeah. Now, we have our expectations from you, and that's to help protect our assets and build income for retirement. But what do you expect from us? What do you expect from your clients? Well, number one, we expect you to be comfortable, right? You want to be able to share things that go beyond that balance sheet. Feel comfortable answering questions that kind of go beyond how much in the way of assets that you have, how much income. We want you to basically feel that we are asking questions about you and not just your financial sort of statements, if you will. Um, Mm -hmm. I expect my clients to be open too and and get a little bit vulnerable when we start asking some questions. I know that we might be total strangers to you at that first meeting, but feel comfortable with us asking questions about your family, about your goals, spending 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes about who you want to help outside of yourself, what you want to do, what your attitudes are, those kinds of things. So the expectations that we have from clients is just come in, be ready for a conversation, be open to questions, and be thoughtful uh, when you answer those types of questions. All right, Monica, what made you decide to become a financial professional? Actually, you know, it started really young for me. Um, my family was always in business, and that's how it started. And I, as a teenager, was working alongside of them. So I really took uh, just a passion to entrepreneurship and seeing how numbers run. And uh, then I found my home with Jackie um, right when I moved to Florida almost 22 years ago. And so with her, you know, and I love helping people think, you know, people think accounting is just boring, but you know, it it goes way beyond that. Tax strategies and really listening to your clients and coming up with the best plan and figuring out the best things that they can do with their with their situation. Um, I love helping people. It's what I love to do. That's my passion. But then I love numbers, too. I'm a little math nerd. So it kind (laughs) of went hand in hand. But I have to give credit to my parents who were entrepreneurs and, and really lived that American dream for wanting me to continue in client services and and really, you know, just just help people with my And there's nothing wrong with asking these questions. 727-334-0024. And I know one of the questions you continue to get from the community is about inflation and interest rates. And the Fed, they're proposing more interest rate hikes to reverse inflation. But strategist Dick Vogue tells Fox Business that regardless of what the Fed tries, a recession, unfortunately, it's looming. We are going to have to see interest rates go up fairly significantly. We are going to have to cut the size of the Federal Reserve balance sheet. It is going to create a recession. Stock prices are going to do poorly between now and the end of the summer. So I think that he's kind of warning you that uh, these bad things are going to happen. And I don't think how he can avoid them. Talk to me about what you're telling clients to do in the meantime, as this recession continues to loom. Well, basically plan for it, right? The economy doesn't go up in a straight line forever. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are going to be some good times. There are going to be some hard times. And when we're looking out at 5, 10, 20, 30, 35 years, view the recession that is upcoming in the context of your own situation. So, for example, if somebody is getting ready to retire in the next year or two, there might be some aggressive steps that need to be taken to manage risk and downside, right? Uh, For a person who maybe is in their fifth or sixth year in their career, you you talk about things like having an emergency fund if something were to happen. Uh, You talk about the stock market going down in really a positive way for the saver, right? Because we're gonna Mm -hmm. dollar cost average and just basically buy things when they're on sale. So it's really, when you look at a recession, number one, it's long-term. Number two, the discussion you have, and I think Monica would agree with this, is just based on that individual's time in their career Mm -hmm. and their risk tolerance and just where they are as a person right now. 
I agree 100%. For some people, this is an opportunity with stock prices going down. Like you mentioned, Corey, you know, they can dollar cost average back in. For people looking to buy a first home, this is a really detrimental time with interest rates going up and people are really scrambling. I'm seeing a lot of people scramble to refinance before things get, you know, out of hand. But it does depend on your own situation. And, you know, don't be afraid. You can run the math and it, it just depends on where you're at. We knew that this was most likely coming. We're feeling it in the pockets. My Lord, I just had to fill up my, my tank and it cost me $70 last, mm-hmm. two years ago. It was, I think, 38 So, you know, we're all feeling that pinch. We're seeing the shortages and, you know, the cost of groceries going up. So it just how can you adjust for your particular situation? Corey, you said it perfectly. Where are you at in your stage of retirement? People in 2008 that may have seen this happen may have looked at it if they were in their 40s. Okay, I've got some time. Okay, I know this is going through. My portfolio took a major hit. But those same people, now 12 years have passed since that. 14 years, actually. Gosh, I don't even know the time. 14 years. So you might be in a different stage of life. So if you're not sure, just sit down, run your numbers, do your own budget, and see how this affects you. And for some of us of a certain age, it might be time to seek a little bit of wisdom and pick up the phone call to mom and dad, right? Because sometimes, you know, you might hear like, you should see the conditions we raised you in, right? Late 70s, early 80s for me, right? We had high unemployment, high inflation. You might want to talk to some of the folks who lived through that and see actually what they did, right? And see what they did right, what mistakes that they might have made. And there's going to be a recession now there's going to be a recession five years from now it might be beneficial to talk to folks who actually lived through it and maybe get some tips from them you know as we continue this conversation on beyond the money radio and the beyond the money podcast about how the adults how adults and pre-retirees are battling inflation you know we've talked about the great resignation where a bunch of people quit work because of inflation but a lot of people are going back to work so there was an article in the wall street journal that talks about the three ways to gauge whether it's wise to return to the labor market what do you think about some of these options when people start thinking about and weighing the options of returning to work? You know, I've spoken to some people that simply went back to work because they were a little bored in retirement. They just wanted something to do with their time that was enjoyable or they were following some sort of passion. But it does take your time out. And, you know, what does your retirement look like? And a lot of that has to do with suddenly, you know, they were both in their working years, you know, husband and wife, and now they're with each other 24 seven. That's definitely an adjustment (laughs) too. So maybe they just need a little time apart to get away. And that might be a reason of wanting to go back a little bit or just trust driving it. Maybe that fear of having that true last paycheck is a little overwhelming. So maybe just keeping something part time while we go through this recession and they see these increase in prices. But, you know, how do you know? You know, we've spoke, Jack and I, I remember meeting with a client that was so nervous that they couldn't be able to retire. They wouldn't be able to. And we sat down and we ran the numbers. We went through everything, peeled that onion back. And it was so great to give them the good news is, yes, you're going to be OK. You did a great job saving, you're not in excessive debt, you can retire. And sometimes, you know, they just need that that reassurance by someone who's not emotionally attached to their situation, but can run the numbers. The numbers don't lie. Um, and the flip side can be true, too. You have this grandiose that you're going to retire at this age and you're going to go on these grandiose vacations and, and do this. But uh, sometimes, you know, especially now, it's sometimes our recommendation is to stay working at least one or both of you a little, a little longer. You know, I do like that idea of test drive the retirement. Obviously, it's going to be on the balance sheet and the income statement. You know, I'll, maybe I'm spending more than I thought, or maybe I'm withdrawing from my accounts a little more quickly than I thought. Maybe I have to go back to work. Maybe it's the other way around. I think test driving also entails 
you know, Monica alluded to what you're actually going to do in retirement, right? I had a client that said, hey, I'm going to go play golf again. And he was about a week and a half into his retirement. And then six months later, he's like, I got to go play golf again, right? <laughs> so you might just need to think about what you're actually going to physically do in retirement, right? So playing golf, going to the beach, that may only get you so far. It may provoke some thought there about what you may want to do, which might include going back to work just for something to do. You know, I had a buddy of mine, his parents were retired and his dad went back to work, not because they needed it. They had planned very well, but they went back to work just to give the husband and wife something to talk about. Interesting. They spent so much time together in retirement, neither one to work. And now he would come home and she would say, honey, how was your day? And it gave them another conversation starter. So whatever reason is right to you, whether you're going to return to work or maybe test drive that retirement, you need to have a plan together to make sure that it fits your needs. 727-334-0024. And something that I'm sure you'll talk about is how long do you plan to be in retirement and do you have enough money to last the rest of your life? One of the basic mm-hmm. concepts of retirement planning is to make sure you have that money. So we don't know how long we're going to live, but I want you to hear this clip from Ken Dykewalk. He studies issues related to aging, and he says the average adult, we don't realize how much progress we've made when it comes to extending our lives. Two-thirds of all the people who've ever lived past 65 in the entire history of the world are alive today. So we like to think that what's new is a new app, a new tech thing, a new post on TikTok. But honestly, the most extraordinary new thing going on in the world right now is a whole new era, a whole new posse of older people who are not like our grandmas and grandpas and theirs before them. When it comes to paying for all those additional years in retirement, most of us focus on the bottom of the 401k or the IRA account. But Mm -hmm. should we be focusing on how many years that number is going to fund instead? Absolutely. Corey, when we do our master retirement plan, what age do we say is happily ever after? Oh, in the software itself, I think it goes out to 105, 106, (laughs) something like that. Right. That's when you hear the comments like, oh, well, just shoot me. I'll be gone by then. And we say, no, you're you're healthy here. You're 75 sitting in my office and, you know, you're playing tennis three times a day. So people are living longer. And I think it's a quality of life, too, Monica. I agree. Yeah. I I find that people gauge their lifetime based on their family. You know what my grandmother lived to Mm -hmm. or or my parents. And but we are living longer. People are, you know, there's advancements in healthcare that may not have been available back then. So that's why when you're looking at that, don't just give yourself an expiration date. And that scares me too, because I feel like thoughts become reality if you think you're going to die at a particular age. But, you know, just extend that out, you know, be optimistic and let's take you to happily ever after to 105. And, you know, and if there's some left over, you have a legacy or maybe, maybe you die broke and you just spend all of your money. But people are certainly living longer when you have to think of that when you, if you retire at six, 65, that's another potential 30 years you need to plan for. So you want to make sure that, you know, you've done a good job saving there, that you are retiring at the right time. When do you start Social Security benefits? When do you start taking out of those buckets? Taking inflation into consideration. I think we were estimating 3% inflation. Look where it's at now. No one ever imagined it would get to this point. Mm -hmm. But it's all things that have to be planned for and you have to run the math. Something Jack Campbell says every weekend here, prior planning 
winning pays. And it's the yes. retirement master plan. It's a complimentary comparison with the team from Campbell and Company Wealth Advisors and CPAs. 727-334-0024. And it's something we touched on just a little bit at the beginning of the show. But, you know, have you really ever taken the time to sit down and to meet with that financial advisor? Because it's not easy to discuss our personal finances with another person, especially when we're talking about our life savings. I know you see this a lot. People are almost intimidated. They they kind of feel awkward. They feel uncomfortable having these conversations. So walk us through, Corey, walk us through that first meeting with a potential client. What's that process like? And what kind of questions should we be ready for? Have you ever been to a new neighbor's house where they ask you to come over? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just come on over and start talking, right? And, and I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek. Our process that, that Jackie has so well set up is that we meet people that first meeting, okay? There's no pie charts or jargon or any of that kind of stuff. We basically get to know each other. You get to know who we are, why we do things, you know, a little bit personally about ourselves. And we, we try to ask the same questions, too, of our clients. So that first 45 minutes or an hour or so, we're talking more about your favorite destination. You know, we're talking about the things that you really want to do the most. And when we do get to the more technical aspects of it, where we're talking about finances, it's more like a discussion about the things that a person would celebrate about the things they did right, or the things they may have learned when they didn't do something right, and Mm -hmm. what their hopes and outlook is for the future. And again, their family members, we're going to talk about both. You know, I'll talk to you about my family. You'll talk about yours. Retirement, what are we going to do? What does it really mean to you? And money, everybody's got a different view of it. We're not going to just go through, okay, here's a statement, here's an income statement, here's a balance sheet. (laughs) And I've sat in on Monica's, Jackie's, and, and vice versa, that you really get to engage the person. And I think it's important in that first conversation that the client knows why we're doing it. Right. Mm -hmm. We're doing it from the heart. We're doing it to help you. And we always I think all three of us try to impart that in our meetings that, hey, we are really trying to put you in a good spot. And that's why we're asking all these questions. And I even say in my meeting, I'm going to ask questions if that's okay. I gain their permission because I want them to feel comfortable that I'm asking for a reason. And for me, if I'm doing more than 20 or 30 percent of the talking in that meeting, probably not not a great meeting because I want to listen more than I talk. And I know all of us employ that approach uh, here at Campbell and Company. It's all about asking the right questions because you may be just telling us your story, but we actually gain information from the stories you're telling us, whether this is a blended family. And, you know, so that may trigger something later of something we need to look at and definitely, you know, address there. So, you know, some of the questions we ask is, you know, what keeps you up at night? You know, do you have fears and concerns that maybe we can help with and put those at ease? Where do you want to be if we were sitting here in five years? What are your goals? We do have an intake form that we do have you fill out. And that's like, you know, it's like going to the doctor. The better you divulge your information and you you share with us, the better that we can do in formulating a plan that's going to meet your goals and, and really, you know, get you to that happily ever after point. You know, another thing is, like we just said, did you consider longevity in your retirement or did you already have that number? The number one fear is not dying. Do you know the number one fear people have is running out of money? Hmm. 
And that can be so avoided with proper prior planning. And, you know, why do people not do it? They just, you know, you get comfortable, especially if you're in your working years. And But if you're near retirement, it's now's the time. If you're five years of thinking of retiring or trying or test driving retirement, now's the time to sit down because we can let you know what you're doing right, what you may need to tweak a little, and what you need to stop doing altogether. 727-334-0024. Corey, I have one more thing I have to add on that. Sometimes that initial consult is the first time we really see conversations happening between spouses because we're asking different questions than they're accustomed to talking to. So we're really getting that vision and we're really opening up the conversation on what their retirement truly looks like and making sure that they're on the same page as well. Well, you're probably opening up some conversations on the ride home too. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a good thing. Sometimes. <laughs> Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with Market Guard, an SEC registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. 